welcome to church, right? But I had a sermon planned, and about six weeks ago, I, uh, I planned it, and I, I emailed Steph, our designer. I said, get me a wicked awesome graphic for this sermon. She did, and I changed my mind. And so that was awesome. Had a sermon planned, uh, a sermon that I've actually been working on for about 12 months. And, um, and it was going to be awesome. It's still going to be awesome. It's a sermon about building uh, a wall around your life, around your family, around your church, around your community. Amen. A sermon about building walls of protection, walls of clarification, walls of purpose. Amen. And, uh, and I'm excited to preach that word. I know that I know that I know that God is going to speak to you through that. But, um, but then as I, I, I sort of got through that, I, I wrote most of that sermon out. And, and, uh, and it's good. Man, it was going to be good. I was like, man, this is going to be amazing. Um, but then I just all of a sudden realized, just in my heart, that I think I'm pushing it for this week. I'm trying to push it out. Because I've been talking to a lot of people about that word and how I'm excited to preach it. But I was pushing it out for this week and felt the Lord tell me to speak on faith instead. So, so we're going to speak on faith. Who's excited about that? And so stay, the reason everyone stays standing and the band's still here is uh, we stay standing while I read the first scripture and the band plays beautiful music during it. It's really beautiful, you know. Thanks, guys. It's going to be awesome. But, um, but I want to talk to you today... Um, about the story of Peter walking on the water from the book of Matthew. The thing about that is I, I got writing it yesterday, uh, Thursday, I wrote most of it yesterday, I wrote some more, and then I wrote a lot more today. And I realized this is going to be twice as long as you will accept without throwing things at me in church. And so I've actually cut it in half and the sermon is called Just Say It. And um, I've cut it in half. This week um, is going to be less about saying it and just uh, more about protecting your faith. Next week, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, just say the word and I know, you know. Um, but I just really felt like this, could, this is a two-part series on faith. We're going to go to the book of Matthew. Um, and so if you're ready, Matthew 14, 22 to, 20, 22 to 33, I'm going to read it to you now. Then we'll pray, then we'll get into it. And, uh, and honestly, after I cut a sermon in half tonight up in my office, uh, if I go over still, I apologize. It's on me. But you're ready for uh, Jesus walks on the water in Matthew 14? Good. All right, in verse 22, it says, Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And I just love that moment of leadership in Jesus Christ's life. You know, uh, ministry can be overwhelming and there are times where the people might turn on you or might want more from you than you can give them. And Jesus says, well, I'll take those hits. You guys go have a break. I'll deal with this. I love that moment. <clears throat> After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat by this time was a long way from land, being beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them, right? So you got to understand something. When evening came, they were being beaten by the waves, and the wind was against them. When did the wind and the waves come? When evening came, right? So, so it was maybe six o'clock, maybe seven o'clock. When the evening came, the afternoon was over, the evening came, and the storm began, right? And then in the fourth watch of the night, 
he came to them walking on the sea. The fourth watch of the night, that's, that's not the evening, that's the morning. The fourth watch of the night, that's not the evening, that's 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. The storm came in the evening, and at 3 a.m. or 6 a.m., he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and they said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And then Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and he flippin' walked on water in the middle of a storm, come on. <laughs> he walked on water. But, oh, and he came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him saying, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got back into the boat, the wind stopped and those in the boat worshipped him saying, truly you are the son of God. What a cool story. That's a cool story. Would you lift up your hands if you want to receive from God today? I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the absolutely splendid opportunity to be in your house tonight. I know there's a fair going on. It's the last couple of days of the fair and whatnot. And, you know, we could be there or we could be here. God, we pray that you bless those of us that are there. But God, we thank you that we are here. God, we want to see what you want us to see in this scripture. And we want to see what you want us to see in our church, in our families, in our workplaces, in our communities, and in our lives. God, we want to hear what you want us to hear. We want to do what you want us to do. We want to live how you want us to live. So we ask for your help to help us live how you want us to live. And we know that without faith, according to your word, it's impossible to please you. And so we ask today that you would help us to live a life of faith, that we may please you more and more. You're good, you're mighty, and you're bigger than the circumstances and the situations that we find ourselves in. And so today, we ask you to help us look to you, that we may outlast the drama, that we may increase, even as the world says that we should decrease. And God, I ask for your help again to help me preach <laughs> accurately and powerfully your word in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. 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 amen, amen, amen. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, he said it. Turn to your other neighbor, say, just say it. You may take your seats. Are you ready for a faith-building message today? Come on, are you ready for a faith-building message today, church? 
If you're new here, we're a hollerback church. We yell at the preacher. He does a better job when people are yelling at him. And so, so we yell at the preacher. But not only for that, we yell at the preacher because we believe with all of our hearts and with all of our minds that when there is unity, that God will bless it. Amen. And this is not the church where you come to watch a dude on stage perform. This is a church where we come and we preach a sermon together. We live the word together. And then on Monday, we go and do what we heard on the weekend. Amen. And so you're with me? Awesome. I want to start by reading what I believe is, at least for me, the most confusing part of the entire scripture, all right? Um, You may not be confused by it, but, but like, honestly, you don't have to say what, but have you ever read this part, and is there a portion in this scripture that confuses you? Give me a wave, right? Okay, a lot more intelligent people in the room than me. There, are, there is a part of this scripture that confuses me, and I hope that I can confuse you too in the next couple of moments, all right? This is it. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, and they said, it's a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid, <laughs> or be of good cheer. And then Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you... Command me to come to you on the water. Now, I don't understand that bit. Or I didn't understand that bit. And I have often been confused about that bit. But I've never taken the time to try and figure out why I'm confused about that bit. Right? This part, there's two reasons why it can seem confusing. Number one, it seems like Peter is giving Jesus a test and that's wrong. Right? Like that seems wrong to me. Because I've read my Bible, right? And I know that in Matthew 4, Jesus says, it is written, you shall not test the Lord your God. If it's you, tell me to come to you. I'm confused. Are you confused now? Yes, I did it. You can go home now. Now I'm messing with you, right? Like, I'm confused by that. Or I was confused by that, right? Now, Matthew 4, 7, Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy 6, 16, right? That says, do not test the Lord your God like you did at Massa, right? That's what Jesus is quoting when he said to the devil, you shall not test the Lord your God. Which is, if you do a little bit of a study, you'll see that that's talking about when the Israelites were brought out of Egypt in Exodus chapter 17, and they were at that place called Massa, right? And they grumbled about God and they asked the question, is God even with us? That's what they asked. But God had already said, I am with you. God said, I am with you. And they're like, yeah, but are you even here? Prove it. That's what it feels like Peter's doing. It is I. Well, if it is you, prove it. Right? Doesn't that seem wrong? It does to me. God said, I'm with you. And they said, God is not with us unless we see food and water and blah, 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 blah. Show us miracles. Prove to us that you're with us. So is this what Peter's doing here? Is Peter checking to see if, in fact, Jesus is who he says he is? Is Peter testing God? Because that's what it feels like, right? If you just look, that's what at a brief glance in English, it seems that Peter is testing the Lord your God when he's told not to in Matthew 4 and he's told not to in Deuteronomy and God was annoyed by it in Exodus 17. And if it is a test, by the way, Peter's the dumbest dude on earth. 
Like, seriously, if that's a test, Peter's stupid. Seriously. What kind of test is this? If it is you, prove it by telling me to walk on water in the middle of a storm. That doesn't seem like a good test, right? So if it is a test, Peter is a dumb dude, right? Like, if, if, if I walk on water in the middle of the storm, I'll know for sure that it's you. If not, I'll die. <laughs> that is a stupid test, right? If he's testing God, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, right? He's just not, right? If, if, if he's testing God, right? It's like, hey, prove to me that you're God by, by, by telling me to drink cyanide. Okay. Prove to me that you're God. Prove to me that you're a healer by commanding me to kiss this person with Ebola. Good plan, dude. Like if you're going to test someone, seems way smarter to test them in a way that won't end in your almost certain death if they're wrong. Anybody else? You know what I mean? Like this is confusing, isn't it, right? See, nothing like a preacher to take a basic sermon and a basic story and make it confusing for you, right? That's, that's what we do, right, to make us feel like now we can. See, my job is to show you a scripture that's not confusing, confuse you, and then unconfuse you at the end and have you be like, well, that was awesome. I walked out how I walked in, not confused anymore, right? Come on, right? If the other person fails the test, I pay the price. This is why I was so confused. I really was. I was like, is he testing God? And if he's testing God, he's an idiot. Hey, if it's you, comment, looks like a test in our English. But when you read the next portion of his statement, you get to see that this is not a testing statement. Peter asking Jesus to prove who he is. No, his comment, if it is you, is in fact a faith statement. He, he uses the word Lord in the connotation in which he used it in the Greek, that it was a pointed, directed, you are Lord sense. So he started with, you are Lord, not, are you Lord? Not, you might be Lord. Not, mm, still not sure about this, I'm going to give you a dumb test. No, he started with, you are Lord. And then he says, therefore, tell me to come to you. Say it. Say the word, Jesus, and I'll obey it. Tell me what to do and I'll be there. Amen. And this is what's so fascinating right now. And this is where you realize Peter was not testing God. Peter was yelling out a faith statement in the middle of a storm when he was tired. He was, he was, he, he was full of faith and he was ready to go and meet with Jesus. Are you ready for the banger? I don't know if you're as excited as I was, but I've been telling everybody about this for the last two days. I'm like, you won't even believe it, right? Are you ready for the banger? All right, come on. Peter's on the boat. It's been storming all night from 6 p.m. to between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. They have been beaten around by a storm all night long, up down, trying to hold on, getting tossed in, out. Maybe they had to fetch a couple of mates out of the ocean. It has been brutal all night long. He's tired. He's weary. He's burdened. Come on. He's worn out from fighting all night long. He just wants a break. 
And now in the, in the fourth watch of the night, between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., the night is almost over. And it looks like yesterday's storm is going to spill into my tomorrow. It was storming at 6 p.m. It's the fourth watch of the night. It's the morning now. And it looks like yesterday's drama is still going to be here tomorrow. Do you know what that feels like? When you think a new day is coming. When you're excited about a new season in life. It's a new year maybe, January 1st. You're like, yes. We're going to make some change. But then it starts to feel like yesterday's storms are blowing over into today as well. Like the drama you put up with in the school year last year might be blowing over into this year's school year. You know what that feels like? Like the division of last winter might blow into this winter. Like the fighting isn't going to stop. Like the disunity seems like it's going to keep on coming, but I thought it was going to be a new season. I thought it was going to be a new day. The fear is not residing, if not getting worse. I, I thought we were heading into a new season. I thought we were heading into unity. I thought we were saying goodbye to all that schoolyard drama about whether or not we're going to be vaccinated or whether or not we're going to wear a mask or whether or not our kids are going to be. I thought that was over. Or maybe it's your marital dramas of last season. And you, you're like, I, I thought this would not come into this new season. I thought the new house would solve this problem. I thought the new job would fix our marriage. I, I, I thought relocating to another state would fix the problems in our marriage. But I, I thought counseling was going to fix my marriage. But it seems like it's not going to end. And you're weary and you're tired and you're sick of the burden. You don't know if you can fight it anymore. Do you know what that feels like in the fourth watch of the night? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Am I talking to anybody in church today? The fight with the ex. I thought we were going, I moved across the country and they're still contacting me. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Do you know what that feels like? When all you want is a break from the fighting. You want someone to take the load off your shoulder. That's how Peter felt in the fourth watch of the night. And it seemed like this deadly storm, it ain't reciting. And they're probably going to have to keep fighting. But then Jesus sees, sorry, then Peter sees Jesus. Walking on the water. And he's not interested in testing Jesus. No, no, instead, see, this is the banger. I told you the banger was coming before, but this is it. Peter wasn't testing Jesus. Peter echoed Jesus. Tell me to come to you. Say the word and I will do it. Peter echoed Jesus because he remembered what Jesus said just, just a couple of chapters earlier. In Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Jesus said, All who are weary and burdened, come to me, and I will give you rest. 
all who are weary and all who are burdened, come to me and I will give you. This was not a test. This was a statement of faith. This was, I believe that you will give me rest. I believe that this storm, that whether it's going to carry into the next day or not, it's you that I need. I don't need the storm to end. I need to get with Jesus. He echoed Jesus' own words back at Jesus. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm weary on the seas in the storm. I feel like this is going to last a whole nother day. I thought it was going to be a new day. I thought it was going to be better. I thought we were going to be healed. But it feels like it's going to keep going. I'm tired. Tell me to come to you. Because I need rest. And the Savior says it again, come. And Peter's like, whatever. And he gets out of that boat. And he starts walking on the water in the middle of the storm. Come didn't stop the storm. Come in the middle of the storm. <clears throat> He's walking toward the Savior. He's walking to his healer. Come on. He's walking to his provider in the middle of the storm, my friends. He's walking to the strength because his, his strength is in the Lord. Amen. In the middle of the storm, he's walking to rest. In the storm. If you're weary, he is your rest. If you're frustrated that it's flowing over, he is your rest. If you're tired, he is your rest. He's your strength. If you're burdened, he's the one that can take the load off you. You just got to walk over to Jesus. You just got to get next to Jesus. You just got to spend some time with Jesus. Amen. And you got to have how much faith? A little faith you know what I love about this story uh, you know I love a lot about this story especially now that I understand it better you know I love a lot about the story but I love that you know I don't, I don't think Jesus come up to Peter when Peter sank and he was like idiot you got no faith no 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 come on you have little faith why did you doubt let's have a conversation you of little faith, why did you doubt? Not you of no faith. He didn't say that. You know, there's another dude in the Bible who doubted. He said, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief, right? You remember that guy? Right? He said that to Jesus' face, right? I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief, right? Like this dude, like you of little faith. Why did you doubt? I don't think Jesus was angry or yelling at him. No, 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 not at all. In fact, because Jesus himself said that a little bit of faith can do extraordinary things. Jesus himself said that faith as small as a tiny little mustard seed could move a mountain out of your way. Come on. He's not now mocking a dude for having little faith. He's saying we could have more. Can I tell you right now, if you have a little faith, then you've got enough faith to get through this. If you've got a little faith, you've got enough faith 
to get through. Because the guy with a little bit of faith walked on water, started to sink, and remembered to say, help me, Jesus. If you have a little bit of faith, come on, someone say a little bit of faith. Come on, say it like, a, say it like Brian Houston, a little bit of faith. If you've got a little bit of faith, you've got enough faith to get through this, my friend. You've got enough faith that Jesus can get you through this. You've got enough faith that Jesus can give you rest in the middle of the storm. Listen to me. What you need, you, you, you don't need the storm to end for you to have rest. You don't need the drama to stop for you to have rest. You don't need the mountain to move for you to have peace. You don't need the fight to stop for you to get healing. You just need Jesus. You just need a little bit of faith in Jesus. You can keep going. Come on, somebody say amen. See, it's in Jesus that you find your strength. It's in Jesus that you find your joy. It's in Jesus that you find peace. It's in Jesus that you find rest. It's in Jesus that you'll find purpose in the middle of the storm. Jesus is what you need, amen. By the way, and Jesus is where you need to be at. I love Peter's faith. Peter's hilarious. He... (laughs) His little faith, but I love Peter though. He's hilarious, but his little bit of faith, I think, was like really a lot better than my little bit of faith sometimes. Any, like, I have not walked on the water, like not literally anyway. Um, but I feel like I walked on water last year, by the way, you know. I, I was telling everyone, I prophesied at the start of the year, you know, well, well at the start of the drama, I was like, we're going to walk on water in these storms. There's going to be storms everywhere, but eternity, church, and eternity, we're going to walk on water, amen? And and, and I'm telling you, I believe that those faith statements and that belief in God, that's why we walked on the water, amen? We walked on, I love his faith, right? Jesus, say the word and I'll trust you. You already said it then. You told me this would happen, so say it again, I'm coming. But how fantastically fascinating is it that you can be Peter and have faith to walk on the water? Like one of the coolest miracles in the Bible, I reckon, right? Like hands up if you've done that. Yeah, right? Like see, right? Like it's cool, isn't it? How amazing is it that Peter goes from walking on water? Yeah, baby, I'm walking on water. Jesus, you're my superhero. You're my star. We're all going to die. Like it was that quick. That's insane. Like anybody, right? Yeah, it's insane. Like, this, I'm walking on water, baby. Jesus, you're my superhero. We're all going to die. That's quick. That's a fast turnaround. Peter came to Jesus. He arrived at Jesus. And then he sank at Jesus. Y'all see that? Peter walked on water in the middle of the storm. Not after it, not before it, in the middle of the storm. Peter walked on water and and then he got to Jesus. Then he began to sink. Did you know you can be right next to Jesus and still sink? Did, Did you know that? Since my message got split into two, I should probably title this week's message, Sinking Next to Jesus. 
How do you sink when you're standing next to Jesus? I want to talk about that today for the next however long you let me. <clears throat> I want to talk about how you protect your faith for a few minutes. Because it's amazing how fast we can go from Jesus, you're my super, we're going to that's insane. And it's hilarious. And you do it too. And I do it too. Come on, Peter gets a bad rap. Everybody's like, oh, you doubted and you, 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 you like denied and blah, blah, blah. And like all the things that we all do almost daily, you know. And, and, and we're like, Peter's the worst. And, you know, and Thomas, he's the worst. And, you know, and we're like, we do it too. But when you read it about somebody else, you're like, that's dumb, you know? But like, pity gets a bad rap, but, but we do it too. So maybe not as much, but we do it. Like we've been in church where everybody's worshiping God and we're freaking out about our paycheck tomorrow. Jesus, you're my superhero. I'm singing kids songs if you're wondering. Right? Standing next to Jesus, freaking out about our marriage. Freaking out about how we're going to make rent. Like we've even had, this is hilarious, we've even had people come to church last year, multiple people come to church, hanging out with Jesus and post the photos online and freak out about how there's too many people in this church in the middle of a pandemic and they're standing next to Jesus and they're yelling out, we're going to die. And they ask me, how are you not afraid right now? And I'm like, well, I'm standing next to Jesus just like you, but my faith stays strong because I'm not just standing next to him, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at him. And I'm not done saying, say the word. Say the word. Say the word. Come on, say the word, Jesus, I'll come. Say the word, I'll trust you. Say the word, I'll do it, Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are powerful. You're the one that got me here. I walked on water to get here. My eyes are on you. My ears are hearing and hearing. Come on, say the word. What do you want me to do now? Peter began to sink, standing next to Jesus because he took his eyes off Jesus. He started to focus on the storm. He started to focus on the drama. Come on, some of y'all are starting to get a little bit convicted in here. He started to focus on the pain. You could say it this way. He took off the mind of Christ and he put on the mind of the world. If the boat was the world, it's one thing to step out of the world. But man, you've got to get the world out of you. It can be very easy for mature Christians to get so caught up with what's wrong in the world that we forget about what's right in the kingdom. Come on. Don't hear what I'm not saying though. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong in the world. The world is jacked up. Like I'm 38, it feels worse than it has in my whole life. But the kingdom of God is still supreme. Come on. God is still 
on the throne. Come on. By the way, I'm going to tell you in a few minutes why it feels like the world is so jacked up. And we're going to get there in a minute, right? But don't hear what I'm saying. There's nothing wrong with reading the news. Nothing wrong with having righteous anger about what's going on in the world. There's nothing wrong with posting about it on your Instagram or your Facebook or your TikTok. What's TikTok? You're too old. You won't find out, all right? If you're asking, it's too late. All right? If you don't know what Facebook is, you're too young. It's too late. You won't know, right? There's nothing wrong with being loud about what's going on in the world. That's fine. We're called to tell the truth in love. But we are called to tell the truth, not just love, and not just tell the truth, but the truth and love together. Come on. We're called to do that. It's all right, right? Nothing wrong with being loud. There is evil out there being called good. And the world is calling good evil, just like Scripture says they would, right? And we as the, the church and as kingdom people, we need to speak to those things. But can I tell you this? If you spend more time on Instagram than you do with the Lord, you're probably going to sink into anxiety, depression, frustration, fear, rage. Yes, I'm talking to the kids. Come on, I'm talking to you as well. Kids feel like all anxious and, 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 and all nervous and, and full of so much. It's because we spend so much time on Instagram. In fact, listen to me. Everybody stand up in here. Everybody stand up. Come on, we're going to do something fun. Actually, I'm quite amazed because I don't have many notes left and it's, I've got a long time on that clock. So this is going to be a good day for you. Tell your friends, everyone will come to church tomorrow. They'll be like, I could go to the fair or I could get a real quick sermon. How much time do you spend in a week in the Word and in church and in worship and in prayer? How much time? I don't know. Pull out. If you've got an iPhone, put your hand up in the air, wave at me. If you've got an iPhone, get it out of your pocket. That's nearly everybody. Man, Samsung is screwed. Sell those shares right after service. So, come on now, hold your iPhone up for me if you've got one, right? Yeah, y'all had to get it out of your pocket because you were like being respectful and stuff. That's awesome. Hold up, open it up, unlock that sucker right now. Unlock it. We're gonna do something real fun. All right, go to settings, go to screen time, click on screen time. Come on, let's do this. This is gonna be awesome. Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on, kids. Click on screen time. Some people are like, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Click on screen time. Now stop. Listen to me. Next step. Click on see all activity. It's just under screen time. Don't look at me like you ain't going to do it. I'll do it after church because when you don't know I'm about. Come on. Swallow your pride. Click on see all activity. Now, I want you to do me a favor, and, and I'm not here to mock you. I'm not here to mess with you. I'm being honest with you right now. A bunch of you are about to find out why you're living in fear and anxiety. I want you to right now in your head, now if, you, now if your number's too high, you probably forgot how to do math. Your brain got messed up by the screen, but, but I want you to try right now. I want you to add up 
Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, CNN, Fox, America Now, all of them. I want you to add them up for me. Just add up the time and don't, don't yell it out, all right? Just, just add up. Just add up the time. Do some math in your head. If you don't know how to do math without a calculator, ask an older person next to you. All right? Just say, what is 190 minutes plus 790 minutes? All right? Just, just do that math for me right now. People with Samsungs are so bored right now. Listen, if you've got a Samsung or something else, go down. It's called digital well-being in your settings, all right? Go, to, go get in there. It's digital well-being in the settings of your Android, all right? So if you're here and you're like, i got an Android. I'm better than all these people. You are not. Digital well-being, thank you very much. It's in your settings as well. Come on. Hey, I find people. i got your back. i got your back, all right? <clears throat> now... Now stop laughing at each other, eyes back up on the pastor for a second, all right? Listen to me. This is hard, isn't it? Hands up if you're like, I don't like this at the moment. I haven't even got to the point yet, and you're like, I hate this, you know? Add that up. Now I want you to do another bit of math. Write that number down somewhere, because we're going to do some more math. Now the other bit of math we're going to do is this. I'm going to give you 90 minutes for church, even though for about 30 of it, you were on Instagram. All right? But I'm going to give you 90. All right? I'm going to give you 90 minutes for church. All right? So you've got 90 minutes in church under the Word of God. Come on. In, in the presence of God with the people of God. Beautiful. Now, I want you to add to that. Now, for some of you, it's easy. You're going to be like, it's, you know, I want you to add to that your any time you had in a study group. I want you to add to that your daily prayer time, not your daily goals. Your actual prayer time, right? I want you to add how much time you spent reading the Word this week and worship. And again, not your goals, all right? But, but how much did you, right? Now, for some of you, it's going to be real easy. You're going to be like, well, 90 minutes in church plus all that. Yeah, 90 minutes. <laughs> all right? Now, now close your eyes and bow your heads. Don't worry, it's all good. We're going to release you from this. Come on, don't even worry. But hands up if, you were, if the first number was higher than the second number. Just hands up. Come on, people all over the place. Come on. And can, can I get the, the rest of the people to be honest with me too? <laughs> cool, 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 cool. No, right? Like, like hands up. Yep, now you can put your hands down. Now... Actually, no, you guys, sorry, everyone keep your eyes closed. Like this, I need this to be really private because the next question is private. So everyone close. I want all those people, put your hand back up really high and leave it up. All those people, put it up high and leave it up. Leave it up, leave it up, leave it up. Now, in a moment, some of you are going to be able to put it down. But if you've been struggling with anxiety, fear, depression, suicidal thoughts, any of these other things like that, if that's you, I want you to leave your hand up and I want everyone else's hand to go down. You can put your hands down. There's at least 50-something people in this room. You can put your hands down. There's at least 50-something people in the room that are struggling with anxiety or fear or suicide or mental illness or anger or rage or all these things. And they're the same people, mostly, that have way more of the world in them than the word in them. 
And that needs to stop today. I was on vacation. I've got so much time, so listen to this. I was on vacation, and I'm going to, can I, I'm going to be really honest with you, all right? Really honest. And while I was on vacation, I wrote some comments on Instagram that I should not have written. Not to you, not publicly. I went, I, 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 I searched for the people I wanted to hate on, and I told them they're evil dictators. Australians, mostly. <laughs> Because, you know, the shoe did fit, but... <laughs> now, seriously, it, my heart actually breaks. So here's the thing. I'm going to be honest with you. The more I read about it, doesn't change a thing. Fact, at least in my opinion, and you're free to attend Eternity Church and disagree with me, by the way. But in my opinion, Australia has become an evil totalitarian police state, and it breaks my wife and I's hearts. We haven't seen our families for two years. We usually saw them every six months by going there or them coming here. And we haven't seen them for two years. And then the Australian government started a new rule that, it, that like, it was going to be difficult enough to get there. It was basically like if we, if we could come up with between twenty dollars and $100,000, we could get there. One of us could get there for between twenty dollars and $100,000. Because you, or you could get there cheap if you go on a list that never moves, and not cheap really. That's probably ten grand. But, but like we, we, it was insane because they're only taking a thousand people a week, and so we're like, okay, at least if something goes bad for my dad or for my mom or my, my mother-in-law, my father, at least if something goes bad, at least it's possible. And then once we get there, we'd have to file an exemption and beg the government to let us out, and and, the, and that'd be fine. But then, while we were on vacation. They changed the rules that any Australian that comes to Australia will not be allowed to leave. And they changed the tax laws. If you're there for this much time, you're now a resident. You've got to pay tax there. And, and all this stuff. And, all, and we've got so angry because we realize that it's going to be at least another year minimum, probably two more years till we see any of our family again. And we got really upset. And then I got really angry because... I found out that bit of news, but then what I did was I kept reading that, and then I Googled that, and then I read more about it, 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 and then I read more about it. I'm not messing with you. And then I read more about it, and I read more about it, and, I, and every time I read it, I'm angrier, and I'm angrier, and, I'm, and then I got to the point where I went to a, one of the government officials who attends my friend's church, and I called him an evil dictator. Whether the shoe fits or not, I'm, you know. <laughs> and, I, and I went and I found other, and I, I'm not that guy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, I'm not that guy, but I was like, fuming. I'm like, I wasn't like cussing at them. I was, but I was like, I guess even Christians can become evil dictators. And I'm like, you know, you don't even know what you're doing to families that live overseas and yada, yada, yada. And, and I got really, I had to go back and delete them and I hope I found them all. So I don't get locked up when I get there to visit next. But, um. There's about, there about a two-day period where I was just so full of rage. You know, just, ugh. Who's had moments like that? Let's be honest. Because 2020, right? But what I realized something was, every time I read it, 
didn't change the situation. It just started changing me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like how many times do you read the same stupid thing? Like, let's be honest, it's stupid and they are acting like evil dictators. Fact. That's it. That's the truth. But does me reading that a thousand times, looking at that storm all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. Does, does that change that? No, but it changed me. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And I just had to say, God, forgive me. I started to sink into anxiety, which I hadn't had since months ago because I started having some of that last year. We're going to talk about that next year in a sermon series. I started to sink into anxiety. I was like, started to sink into rage because I was next to Jesus but looking at the storm the whole time and I couldn't take my eyes off the storm. We're addicted to fear at the moment. We're addicted to drama at the moment. We're addicted to garbage it's it's like it's like fear and and drama and pain has become the world's greatest addiction now we just want to read the next thing that tells us about it and so i just i needed four days without a phone or instagram or facebook so i just turned it off that was the best thing i did for my family and myself just detox the world out of me sat by the pool read the word sang songs to my saviour I looked at the storm so much that it that the storm got in me your faith will sink if you don't stop staring at the storm we have got to stop being addicted to drama We've got to stop this, this fear addiction, this, this pain addiction, you know. Like, like there was a time where people are addicted to painkillers and now we're addicted to pain itself. Oh man, how I love the old hymn. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely. Of his glory and grace. Some of you need to change the channel, the inputs to your life and to your soul. The more we read it, it doesn't change a thing, it changes you. The cool thing about the Word of God. The more you read it, it doesn't change the Word of God either. But it too will change you. Come on. It will change you. Can I have the band come back out? Rachel and Amanda, do you people know how to sing Turn Your Eyes on Jesus without any practice? Yes, we do. I don't care if it sounds good. It'll sound good to him. You know? 
I, I think that some of the worst singers in the world are going to sound beautiful to the Lord. Some of the best might not. They might. They might not. But I, could we do that? Because I'm just, yeah, come on over people. Zorin, where you at? There we go. Come on. All right. Oh, hey, Josie. Didn't even know you were there. You sort of blended into the wall when I was over there. So We're going to spend a moment since God blessed you by making me cut my sermon in half. That was half. And um, we, we're going to take a moment Turn our eyes on Jesus. We got storms in us. We don't need the storm to end. We just need it to get out of us. That's what we need. We don't need the fights to end. We've got pro-mask people in the church. We've got people who don't like masks. We've got people who don't care, just want freedom in our church. We've got people who have had the vaccine. We've got people who don't want the vaccine. We've got people who don't care, just give us the freedom. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but, 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 but what we, but, 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 that argument I thought was going to be over by now, but, but it's not. And we're still fighting it. And so, turn your eyes on Jesus. I wish that stuff was, I wish, me, I'm just, free. you all know me. I'm like, just, yeah, just freedom, you know, you do you and I'll do me and we'll be good. I wish that that was it, but guess what? That's not it right now, so... Let's just turn our eyes on Jesus. Yeah? I wish your kids were just for sure going to be in school all year. And that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm praying. I know that. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, as we worship you right now, I pray. In fact, lift up your hands if you want me to pray for you before we sing. Just, Just lift up your hands if there's a storm in you. You want to get it out. Heavenly Father, as we turn our eyes on you, God, we pray that you will, number one, lift us up. God, this moment is our help, Jesus. I'm sinking. This is our Peter walked on water, then sank, and then called out to God. This is our help. God, help us to get out of that ocean get on top of it again like we're designed to be we are water walking people we're water walking believers we're we're Christians we're we're kingdom people we're citizens of heaven Lord God we're water walking people help us to walk on the water but Lord I pray that that those of us who have a storm in us that that you get it out God as we stare in your piercing eyes Get those storms out of us, God. God, we're still going to care about them. We still want right to be right and wrong to be wrong. And God, we, we, it matters, to, but God, get it out of our spirits, we pray. That we might find rest in our souls. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing it.
Come on, we're going to keep singing that because some of you need to prophesy this to yourself. You're commanding yourself. Turn your eyes on Jesus. I'm prophesying this. These dramas are going to grow dim as I focus on Him. Come on, you need to, you, you need to press through this. This isn't a sing it twice thing. This is a bellow it out. This is a statement, a declaration. Come on. Come on, just the crowd. Come on, band, you stop. Just the crowd. Come on. Last time, Ben, could you just sing it for us? Let's just put your hands up and receive now. Don't sing. for every person in this room. Give them rest. Give them rest. That as they look to you for their joy, for their strength, for their peace, for their hope, that you would give them rest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You can put your hands down. I want to talk to you. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus, before we close the service, I want to give you an opportunity to make Him the Lord and the Savior of your life. There may be storms. There may be weather. There may be drama. There may be pain. But I promise you this. If you get with Jesus, you'll outlast Him. You'll outlast Him. He has a plan for your life. Before time began, He had a plan for your life. Every one of you. 
So I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to give your life to Christ, I'd love it if you pray it with me. I'm going to say it one line at a time and I want you to repeat it after me one line at a time. I want you to give your life to Jesus. He loves you so much. It's not His plan for you to sit here in depression and anxiety and brokenness and sickness. This, that's, this is not God's plan. God's plan is hope and joy and peace and healing and wholeness and prosperity. He said that even that you would prosper even as your soul prospers. This is His plan for your life. So I want you to pray a prayer with me one line at a time. Give Him your life. Repeat after me if you're away from God, especially if you've never had a relationship with God. But everybody in the room, let's pray it together so no one's praying it alone. Dear Jesus, dear, sorry, dear God, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. He died on a cross for my sin and He rose again to give me life, hope, joy, peace and eternal life. I receive it all. I receive this new life with you as my Lord and my Saviour. And I receive your forgiveness for all my sin. And I ask for your help to live this life the way you designed it, full of purpose from heaven. I give you my life. You're my Lord. You're my Saviour. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God a shout of praise in this place. Hallelujah. We're going to do just one more thing. If you prayed that prayer on the count of three, I want you to lift up your hand so I can pray for you. I just want to pray a special prayer for you, those who have come back to the Lord or those who have given their lives to Christ for the first time. Either way, I want you to lift up your hand on the count of three. So if everyone could close their eyes and bow their heads and give people privacy. The moment for for confessing their faith will come in front of everybody when they're baptized and that'll be awesome. But right now I want to just talk to you. If you prayed that prayer, you came back to the Lord or you started a relationship with Him for the first time, lift up your hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Shoot it up. Shoot it up. Fantastic. Anybody else? Fantastic. Anybody else? Awesome. Awesome. Anybody else? I saw that hand as well. Awesome. Heavenly Father, I pray for those three people. Lord, I just ask that you would bless them right now. God, I thank you that they came this week for this message and to hear that salvation call. God, it's so cool that you got a plan for their lives and this was part of it, Lord. Thank you. God, I ask you to bless them. I ask you to give them hope, give them joy, give them peace. I pray that every negative thing ever said over them would break in the name of Jesus. They're not worthless. They're not too much. They're not too bad. They haven't gone too far. They're not rubbish. They're not garbage. They're not ugly. They're not too tall, too short, too skinny, too fat, too nothing, Lord God. I pray every negative thing spoken over their lives would break off. And they would know right now that they were fearfully made. They were wonderfully made knit together in their mother's womb by you that you planned them before time itself began and God I thank you that they're here today I thank you that nothing got in their way and I ask that as they leave this place they'd leave with a brand new sense of joy in 
Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, be sure to check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, please visit MyEternity.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyEternityChurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps. Thank you.